Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Being and Making Disciples. Today, we're joined by Father Michael Zimmerman. Father Michael Zimmerman was ordained to the priesthood in 2017 and currently serves as Assistant Vocation Director for the Archdiocese of Boston and Adjunct Scripture Professor at St. John's Seminary. With the heart of a teacher, Father Michael was inspired to create a systematic discernment program for young men drawing from the wisdom that he received as part of his own formation. During the pandemic lockdown in May 2020, Father Michael scripted 27 episodes, which are now part of a video series called Shivias, filmed in a way that captures many of Father Michael's own interests, such as rock climbing, track and field, art, drawing, and of course, the city of Boston. Father Michael hopes others can identify with his journey and recognize how pursuing God's plan for their lives will fulfill their greatest desires. Welcome, Father Michael. Thanks for making the time. Thank you, Justin. Thanks for the great introduction. I'm very happy to be here with you all. Well, I just loved learning about this wonderful resource. I was very much drawn into the videos as I started playing them. So maybe for those who haven't heard of Shivius yet, can you give us a brief summary of what the series is all about? Yeah, absolutely. So the most immediate applicable audience is for those who are discerning the priesthood, those who are thinking about becoming a priest. Um, and the series is meant to be a, a guide accompanying someone uh, because I, I realized working in the vocations office that a lot of people have no clue how to discern what God is calling them to do, even like or where to begin, where to go. Uh, so the, the series is kind of a step by step process. How do I begin thinking about this question of discernment and really beginning with questions about who am I, who has God made me to be? And how can I trust God? How can I place my life in his hands in order to be free to say yes to whatever he asks of me? Um, but in that, because there's questions of identity and questions of relationship with Christ and learning how to trust him, there's really, I think, lessons for everyone. Even if somebody has already found their vocation, is living it out, I think it can help them enter and live that out much more deeply. Yeah, I loved in one of the descriptions somewhere I saw about the series how you try to balance Ignatian with Dominican. Is that right? Spirituality and discernment? Because I, I think we always go full Ignatian, but there's there can be more to discernment to kind of counter that. Is yeah, that well, right? that's that actually probably that's actually more so with our, our I, I st I'm starting working on right now a follow up series. Okay. Uh, not a, a whole series, but just an addendum. Uh, we're calling it Fiat Follow Up. So the, the Shivias, yeah, <laughs> right, good name, right, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, the, the series Shivias comes from St. Hildegard von Bingen's work, Shivias Domine, Domine, Know the Ways of the Lord. And so uh, there's a, uh, the series is a lot about coming to know God's ways and how he's calling me. Uh, but the fiat follow-up is now about doing it and putting it into practice and uh, taking steps forward. So in that way, I would say the follow-up series is, is a little more Dominican, while the first part's a little more Ignatian, about Ignatian being like learning to listen to how God's speaking to me in my heart. And the Dominican is like pursuing excellence and just going for it. Yeah, I love that. Because it can be fun just discerning, right? You're journaling, you're in adoration. Like, this is so wonderful. I know God's plan. Putting it into motion can be the, the hard part sometimes. So that's exciting about the follow-up. Um, I read here in your bio too. So you have the heart of a teacher. So how did this come into existence? Was this an idea you always had? Did God start putting things in your path that said, it's time to do this? How, how did Shivias come about? Yeah, great question. So in, in part, it, I guess it really started to come together 
when I was assigned to the vocations office. So I've, I've been working in vocations for about two years now. And as I mentioned from the beginning of working in the office, realizing pretty early on that people didn't know where, where to go or how to begin discerning their vocation. And realizing like, I, you know, I could meet with individuals and I could talk and help guide them and think about these things. But there was more that I wanted to share than that we could cover in brief meetings. And I couldn't meet with everyone. And I'm sure there's countless other people that um, I don't even know are asking these questions. So recognizing a need for a resource um, that's not just like a vocations talk about the importance of the priesthood or about how I discern my vocation. There's well, plenty of helpful. those out there. The, you know, exactly. There's tons of, of those. They're all wonderful. They're all wonderful. Yeah. And important and beautiful and good. But um, recognizing, yeah, there needs to wanting to develop something that's more of an accompaniment. And so in a way, the roots of this actually go further back to when I was in college, when I was discerning my vocation, there was a religious brother who I worked with very intensely. It's just he had a program that was about three months long that it kind of, he led me through and walked with me. And a lot of what I learned from that, it kind of ended up in this course and just how helpful that whole process was for me realizing other people need this too. And then finally, with the pandemic, you know, so there's recognizing a need for it for a couple months, and then the lockdown and the pandemic happened, and I had time to put pen to paper. And so over the course of two weeks, kind of wrote the episodes. And as you said, there's 27. That might seem lengthy, and it, it is, <laughs> but there's only, they're only five minutes in length. So they're super short, very accessible. We try to get to the point right away, um, but doing it in a way that's like practical and beautiful and, yeah, just really helpful. Yeah, it is definitely all those things. I love the length. It's perfect that you can sit with it, but you kind of want to keep taking another bite, right? Um, you know, one thing I love is how personal and real you are. Every episode, you're just, I can tell you're just being genuine. It's from the heart. So to me, it was almost like having access to a spiritual director whenever I need it, right? Because the questions you're asking are like the deepest longings of the human heart. Was this uh, kind of like a secondary goal maybe? I mean, it's like just practical spiritual advice on the go. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I definitely wanted it to be practical. I didn't want to just stay up in the air and, you know, and lofty and theoretical, but definitely wanting to sh recognizing there's a need to make it concrete, both through sharing my own experience. Also, the, the videos are often filmed on locations where I was like either wrestling with those questions or are important, were important in my discernment as well. So making it very oh, like you personally. Yeah, yeah. So like... It, like, like for example, one wow. Of, yeah, so one of the episodes, it's filmed like at my high school youth group where we used to meet, um, and some like at my college campus a number of times, like going to the chapel, walking around there. Um, different, uh, the brotherhood. You know, one of these religious brothers that I mentioned that was really helpful for me. We go to their community, and it's it's not. I, I guess I don't really talk about these different locations. They're just kind of like Easter eggs in the background, but starting to make it more concrete. And it, for me, it brings back a lot of memories, makes it very personal. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's more of why it came across so genuine. Cause you were like, yeah, that's where that happened for me right here. Yeah, exactly. I went through this exactly. same journey I'm trying to help you go through. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. The discernment so, is such a wonderful topic. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say in terms of that spiritual director, like, wanting to, to be that resource. Yeah, I recognize it's hard for people to find spiritual directors and those who are willing uh, to, to listen to them and work through these problems. And while in a video format, I, 
I can't quite listen, and but hopefully I can ask the questions that other people are asking too. Yeah, I think it's very helpful because um, all the content you share, you know, all that I've heard and what I've watched so far is just good principles that can apply to anybody. And it might even save spiritual directors a little bit of time because they're going to get some good concepts there. And then they can get to the specifics with that person they're able to meet with, because that is a huge need in the church right now. I mean, it just seems like everywhere, it seems like spiritual direction, spiritual direction. So you might be helping yeah. with the, the funnel there a little bit. I hope so. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, I think um, to really answer a lot of those questions about life. Um, and it, I, as you said, like there's a huge need for spiritual directors and people are looking for that. You know, people are looking for guidance, looking for direction. Uh, a large part of what I do working with young adults, whether they're discerning the priesthood or not. So whether in college or young professionals, I, I, I do spend a lot of time just uh, meeting with young adults, helping in one sense it's good for me as a priest to be like a spiritual father for them, but also recognizing like we need more than just like events and programs, but there needs to be a personal relationship and somebody showing us how to live the faith and follow yeah. Christ. So is it exciting for you that your videos are helping, they're helping other people help others discern their vocations. You're like training people to help people discern. Was that also a, a goal <laughs> of all this? Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I it's definitely, um, you know, I, I had my intentions and God has better plans. So <laughs> in terms of hopefully he, that, he you know, that was God's plan him. from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so it, I hope it is. I mean, some priests in the Archdiocese of Boston, you know, I've heard from saying, you know, they're really loving this series. And yeah, if it helps them appreciate their priesthood more and in turn speak to others about it or guide others through a process of discernment. Um, yeah, I think the vocations director in, in my role, um, yeah, we can't, we can't do it all. We can't meet with everyone. We can't. Uh, so the more that other priests are able to help promote vocations and, and more so help people to promote holiness and following Christ, which will lead to vocations, um, mm -hmm. then better off we'll be. So one of the things we try to talk about, it's in the description of this podcast, is fruitful ministry, things that are working, right? Because I think oftentimes as Catholics, we're like, nothing's working. Nothing we do works. It's working because, you know, the view counts are going up. You, you know, there's evidence of, you know, there's fruits. There's people that have been helped. I think form.org picked it up recently. So would you mind sharing a little bit, maybe some of the personal testimonies you've heard from people about how, how it's maybe helped them in, in their journey? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I would say my experience is largely the tip of the iceberg. And I think maybe that's part of the challenge of ministry in general is like, we don't, until we get to heaven, we're really not, we're not going to know like the, the full extent of what our work it does. Um, and that's, I guess the internet and showing videos on the internet is like a little microcosm of that reality, because I don't know who's watching these. Um, occasionally I do hear from people though. So hearing from, for example, one young man who told me, that yeah, these questions and the videos that you're addressing, like these are the exact questions that I'm, I'm wrestling with. So that being super helpful in responding to that or uh, hearing from another young man who would, has been discerning for a long time, but now he's finally like taking that step forward and applying saying like, yeah, your videos help, help me take that, that final step. Or just this past weekend, I was helping out at a, at a retreat and this woman was there who helps teach religious ed. Um, and does catechesis. 
and she wanted to have a lesson on the evangelical councils of poverty, chastity, and obedience. So she went on YouTube and typed evangelical councils in, and the video that in which I speak about that came up. And she was excited because it was like, oh, this is here in Boston. This is her home backyard. Um, and I'm sure there's, and the only reason I learned this was because I was at this random retreat where she was also at, and then she shared that with me. So I'm sure there's plenty of other examples of that, but I just don't hear about it. Wow. The ripple effects of when we give our yes to God, but I mean, we can, viewers can see them in the comments. Some of the things people say in the comments, like pray for this person. Thank you, father. <laughs> people trying to reach out to you. Can I speak with father? So just uh, very, very cool. Um, so another uh, big emphasis of our podcast is we're trying to focus on evangelization and discipleship. Um, you know, there's lots of great, uh, content out there. We're just trying to help folks know how to use that content. Your content is specific. This, this great series and the other resource about discerning your vocation. I know this question, the answer might seem self-evident father, but why is discerning your vocation so important to the church's mission to evangelize? Yeah, no, great question. Uh, I think uh, for many reasons, <laughs> but, uh, uh, it, and it maybe in three parts, we can look at this. So when we talk about vocation, it can be helpful to think about like a pyramid on like three different levels. Um, so at the base, the bottom of the pyramid, the broadest level is what we call the universal call to holiness or universal, the, the vocation everyone shares in to be a saint in heaven. We're all called to holiness. We're all called to pursue that. So one is recognizing, yeah, I'm called to heaven and I'm called to build up the kingdom of God here on earth and hearing God's voice calling me to that work. The second level would be my vocational state in terms of marriage or consecrated life or the priesthood. And this is a particular way that God is calling me to heaven along this path. It's for my salvation, but also to build up the body of Christ um, in, a, in a more particular way and recognizing our need for that. Yeah, we need, uh, we need men and women to give their lives totally um, and, and that's the way I often think about vocation is like a complete self-gift, whether that's a complete self-gift to God in terms of consecrated life to the church and the priesthood and the ministry of that um, to, to wife uh, or husband in marriage. Um, and and that, that sanctifies us and it, it builds up the church. And then on the highest level is our particular vocation, our unique vocation that is unique to each individual, like God has a plan for you that only you can do. God puts you in the situations in life, the people that you meet uh, each and every day that only you can bring God's love into the world at that time. Um, and that's going to depend upon your vocational state. It's going to depend upon this universal call to holiness. Um, so I think like beginning to listen to God's voice each and every day of my life and how God is calling me to serve him and those around me. Um, I would say that's that's relevant for for all of us in terms of evangelization. And and, and I guess the important part of that, the, the particular, the unique, uh, we don't have to save the whole world. <laughs> you know, evangelization is for the whole world, but but all I have to do is my little part. You know, the one thing that God is asking me to do is what I'm called to be faithful to. Because uh, you know, when we talk about evangelization, we can get overwhelmed by the needs of the whole world. Um, in a way, yes, like our heart should break for the needs of the world. Like, you know, Christ uh, has pity on the crowds, uh, recognizing they're like sheep without a shepherd. But we also 
we want to figure out what is the one part in that God is asking me to do and to be faithful to that. Cause it's ultimately, he's a savior. It's his work. And he's just inviting me to share in it. Yeah. So thank you for, I can tell you're a teacher. That was, that was uh, very helpful. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think about a team, right? I'm, I'm a college football fan for better, for worse. Hmm. I'm a Florida Gator fan. So for worse right now, um, if Boston College could help with Florida State this weekend. Well, well this will air afterwards, so we'll see. But anyway, <laughs> you got to be in the right position on the team, right? Mm -hmm. Because what if you're called to be a running back, but you're playing tight end because you're not listening mm -hmm. well mm -hmm. enough, right? So that mm -hmm. discernment is important because we might not be serving God in the right position we were created for. So I think mm -hmm. discernment also helps us make sure we're in the right spot to do the most we can for, for the gospel with the limited time we have on this earth. So um, maybe to get a little more, even a little more practical here, Father, you know, aside from sharing the videos, what's the easiest or the best way you've, you've seen to help someone else discern their vocation? Not great. Uh, another great question. I think it, in part, it depends on who you are. <laughs> um, so one is, you know, a big part of one's vocation in the first place is who am I? What, who's God calling me to be? But in terms of helping somebody else discern their vocation, that might depend on my relationship to them. So a parent has a different role, as you're saying, like playing your, you know, doing your job, playing your, playing your position. Uh, if you're a parent versus if you're a teacher, if you're a priest, if you're a friend, if you're a spiritual director, those, that's going to look a little different for each person. But I think one thing all of us can share in is um, to help, to, to help the other person recognize like the, their freedom and the radical responsibility that comes with that. So I think the temptation that we often fall into when it comes to vocation and how to promote it is we simply try to tell other people what they should do <laughs> and what they have to do. And like, yeah, you should become a priest. No, you need to get married. And ultimately, like that just like it becomes hard to hear God's voice in that. And ultimately, what we want to do is help people to be free to say, like, yes to God. Um, so as a friend, as a parent, as a teacher, like, first of just by, like, listening to the other person and recognizing what's there, like, who are they? What, what, what desires are within their heart? How is God already speaking to them? Like, God is at work. He's already doing his thing. Um, so if I can help recognize what is that and then maybe then asking like, well, what's my one step to help this person trust God more fully and say yes to him more deeply. You know, it's so exciting too, when you, when you help, you know, helping us focus on that freedom, that is so much more exciting to think about with a young person. I think I went, when I went through the sermon, I was a single 23 year old working as a youth minister at a parish. So let's just say people had a certain opinion about what I should do. And it was, <laughs> it was very difficult. Right. Yeah. But the noise pushed me to the silence to seek out a good spiritual uh, advisor, two of them, really a spiritual director, and another priest. I would kind of check and balance between the two. And if they were both saying the same thing, I was like, all right, I'm on a good path. But um, wow, what freedom to give young people say this is your choice and God loves you. But just like that quote from Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Others have said yeah. it besides Spider-Man. But yeah, those are two great principles, Father. Thank you for sharing those. Mm -hmm. Um. So then this is also a great practical tool of the series itself. So how might someone 
use the series or the other resources you have to evangelize others, help them see the good news that God loves them, has a great plan for them. What are some ways you've seen successful in sharing the resources y'all have? Yeah. Uh, so the series, the CBS uh, series we've been talking about, I think it's helpful, especially, yes, for men discerning the priesthood, but this evangelization of like proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ and, and following him and trusting him more fully, uh, that's where vocation starts. So a big part of the series is coming to recognize who I am, who God has made me to be. And then also, what are the things that prevent me from following him? Like, what are the things that prevent me from saying yes? The fears that I have, the attachments that I hold on to. Um, so the series is very helpful for, I would say, just for Christian living in general. And so, as we you know mentioned a little bit before, that there, there are people, there are teachers I know who have used it in their high schools or in religious education. Um, I know of some mothers who have shared it with all their children, you know, who are, who are grown up and maybe married. And, but it's just in, in a big part of the series is uh, giving practical advice for Christian living, but also as we've spoken about trying to demonstrate that, trying to show that both through my telling of my story and, and then the depicting that in the video and, and I think in that, hopefully something that's conveyed is that faith is real, like faith is practical, uh, not abstract, but it's like lived out, affecting our, our life decisions on the big level and also our everyday choices. Uh, so in that way, I think it is evangelizing and helping people to reflect on how our faith influences our, our lives. Well, thank you, Father, for taking the script of everything to such a foundational level. It reminds me of like the way people say is the best way to teach about uh, theology of the body, because sometimes we think it means don't do this, don't do that. Let's go. Let's take it back a step. Who are mm -hmm. you? How did God make you? What are you destined for? Sounds like you're trying to do that with vocations. Too. It's like, wait, wait, let's not just focus on priesthood. Is it priesthood, 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 priesthood? It's like, let's just take a step back first. Who are yes. you? That freedom in Christ. But then once you know that freedom, then it's like, oh, my God goodness, I could do so much with my life if I give it to God. Then the real yeah. wheels can start turning, right? Exactly. And and actually, the connecting it to the theology of the body, uh, actually, the, 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 the virtue of chastity is in large part kind of the structure the series follows um, in terms of like the major on a big level. So the way the catechism talks about chastity is in two parts. The first is involving integrity of self, uh, being undivided within my heart, you know, so that my, my passions might be pulling in different directions, but, but starting to become uh, more unified in, in what I want and how I act. Um, and that leading to integrality of gift, of how I'm called to give myself totally, completely uh, to something. So the first nine episodes of the series is all about trying to arrive at a greater integrity and unity within first discovering who I am. So self-knowledge leading to self-mastery. And then the next uh, part of the series starts to, to go into, well, how am I called to make a complete gift of my life? Well, thank you for this gift, Father. It is such a treasure for the church. And it's something that 
can be shared, yes, in a, in a CCD class or a youth group or high school, but also just in homes. I mean, as I was preparing for our interview and watching a couple of the videos this morning, uh, my four-year-old and six-year-old boys were watching. And they're just so well done, the beauty, the story time, but also even little things like the camera angle changes, you know, different images to keep your attention. So it's so well done. So just encourage everyone listening to check out this resource, find out more about it, share it with others that can share it um, beyond yourself. Uh, Father, where can those interested find access to all the episodes? What are some of the easiest ways? Mm -hmm. So... Our office is called Vocations Boston, and that's the name of our YouTube channel, Vocations Boston, along with our Facebook page. And our, our website is vocationsboston.org. So on YouTube, they'll have all the episodes on the channel. You sub subscribe there and follow along, go through it. But on, on our website, if you go there, you can sign up to get regular kind of email reminders to watch the episodes, along with, uh, I, I created a guidebook as well to help continue this accompaniment with reflection questions, with scripture passages to pray with, um, further resources to go deeper in particular areas, um, just as a way to go kind of much deeper uh, than what the videos are able to do. Well, thank you, Father Michael. So folks, Vocations Boston website, vocationsboston.org, or check out the Facebook or YouTube. We'll put all those links in the show notes. So Father Michael, thank you so much for for what you've done with this series and the team that helped you. I know it takes an army of people to put something like this together. Thank you for your yes and all that were a part of it. Thank you for your time tonight. And would you mind closing us with a prayer? Absolutely. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, Lord Jesus, we just give you thanks and praise uh, for Justin and for all his listeners here. Just all men and women seeking uh, to do your will, uh, to say yes to you more fully. We ask that you pour your Holy Spirit into each of our hearts just to, uh, to give us freedom, to give us joy, uh, to follow you, and to, just to recognize uh, how good you are and um, all the blessings that you have in store for us. So we ask that you just to make us saints and, again, just to say yes to you with all of our lives. We ask this in your most holy name, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.